We are here for another amazing, wonderful, um, really unpredictable night of stand-up comedy. So far, we have people switching spots, me saying that that's like a $20 late fee. Oh my gosh, people donating before I've even given them stage time? What is this? Okay, this here, this is an example of what you want to do. You walk in, you give money. Yeah, we need like more of this, please. Thank you. Um, all right, so tonight we have a really exciting lineup of people, most people I recognize, um, and people that I don't, oh my gosh, I might just give you some like really weird introductions. So yeah, let's get ready for this. Okay, yeah, I'll just, okay. Um, yeah, so I am Regina Fletcher of Regina Monologues, makes more sense when you pronounce it Regina. You're right, this is very fun. Oh, yeah, no, we are, don't worry, we are, we're going to do the real work for Pam. Is that right? Are we, are we ready to do some real work for Pam? Pam. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, so let's just get this party started. <sighs> okay. Our first comedian is. Um, a very special individual. <sighs> yeah, um, we, I'm not sure if he remembers this, but we went to the same high school, but like totally different times. You went to both? Yeah, oh, now we're just putting it out in the open. Okay, so. Uh, go piss, go piss. All right, and go Cardinals, yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, without any further ado, Kwasimak, make it nice and loud. Oh, hey, thank you. Oh, my God. It's Quatemo, but it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. I can't read or write. It's okay. I misspell shit. Oh, my God. Here's my impression of a Native American riding a roller coaster. Okay. That was for me. Uh, I hate mosquitoes. Like, I can't stand them. Like, especially when you're sleeping and then you hear that sound. You're like, fuck! You slap yourself and shit. You're like, damn. I wish they could change their sound. Like, they're like the way they talk. I'm gonna suck your dick. What? <laughs> Have you guys ever been so fucked up? Like, you hopped on BART? Like, I mean, like, I, like I've been so fucked up. I just, like, I, like, I passed out on BART. And all you can hear is the conductor saying, Pittsburgh, Bay Point. I'm like, shit! I was trying to go to 24th and Mission grab a burrito. Damn. 
Uh, I'm a paraprofessional. That means I work with retard kids. I don't worry. I can say that because I was a special ed too. So it's like um, it's it's a win win. You know, I get back. You know. <laughs> and I had this kid. He uh, he's a Simone kid. I can't say his real name because it's not hard to pronounce. I just can't say it. But I call him Baby Hulk because he's just fucking like he's just all right, all right. He's, 13 years old, you know, but I do judo with him, so I, like, toss him around because I can just do it. And he can't feel anything because his brain, he doesn't feel anything. <laughs> like, today, this morning, we're going downstairs to go to P.E., and he's just, like, running, right? I'm like, slow down, baby Hulk, slow down. He trips. It was just, I don't know. I wish I, you guys were there. It was fucking hilarious. Seeing a Samoan kid falling downstairs and just, he laughed it off. He's like, <laughs> hit his head. <laughs> okay, never mind. That was for me. Oh yeah, let's. Uh, I'm gonna donate some. Yeah, yeah let's gonna donate for comedy. Okay, that's enough. That's just a dollar too, right there. Enough for Swisher. Man, I remember Swishers used to be fifty cents. You guys remember that? No. Okay, you guys smoke backwoods. Okay, papers, bongs, or you just don't give a fuck. You just smoke like whatever. Just pass it. Well, you never know shit, you know. Yeah. Look, maybe this Indian guy's fucking, are you from San Francisco? My Indian? No, okay, yeah, with that accent, no. <laughs> He's from Fremont. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're funny. <laughs> really? Are you from Fremont? <laughs> Oh my God! You should thank my ancestors because I'm Native American. We they thought we were they thought we, you got we, you know it's like you should thank me, okay? My my ancestors took the fucking the cough. <coughs> we took the whole disease for you guys. <sighs> Are you like Indian Indian or what? What, what tribe? I don't know. I don't know about Indians. <laughs> Dubai? I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. Goodbye. Okay, no. I love that mango lossy shit, man. That shit's hella good. Are you? Oh shit! One minute. Uh, this is a nice room. Uh, like, my name is uh, Guatemo. It means uh, eagle descended from the heavens. It's pretty badass. I gotta live up to that name. My mom, her name is Luz. In Spanish, it means delight, wisdom. Not not Luz vagina, but just I like, came out. You know what I mean, right? My father, he's also indigenous. Uh, his name is. Ah! In English, it means a man who went to the liquor store and never came back. Okay. <laughs> Wowzers. All right, guys, give it up for Mutiny Radio and Pam and you guys coming out, chasing your dream. I'm out of here. My name is Quatemo. Peace. All right, thank you so much, Quatemo, for um, modeling donating and like counting your dollars. Like these are totally not counterfeit. Thank you. I love the authenticity. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I also I was working in special ed today too because I'm yes because I'm a substitute teacher. <laughs> oh my gosh, I sure as hell do not do judo with my students. That is this is what paraprofessionals get to do that teachers totally do not get away with. Paras can get away with all kinds of shit. The teachers cannot. Um, you know, I, I kind of got to the level, it was not hard, that where I was called a TILF. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? You know, rhymes with, yeah, he knows. Yeah, Lowell High School represent. Um, yeah, you know, um, rhymes with MILF pertains to teachers. That's right, okay. So um, our next person on the list, uh, if all the crossing out is correct, is Daniel Lewis. Is Daniel Lewis in the house? Yes, he is. Okay, make it nice and loud for Daniel Lewis. Come on up. 
Oh, sorry. Thank you, Regina. Thank you for thank you, Pam. How's it going? All right, everybody. My name is Dan. It's 1970s. For uh, I had a kid and I couldn't be bothered. That's what Dan means. There's about six million of us in the country. How you guys doing? It's Friday. That's good, right? How how are everybody doing, guys? Today, let's get the energy up, right? Not so much me, though. I gotta tell you, <laughs> I just do this. I go home, play video games, wash, repeat every day. It's a pretty lonely existence. Play the first-person shooter games, you know. It's a lonely existence. Here's how bad it's gotten. Currently on the market for a second-person shooter game. <laughs> yeah, I get to die in all these games, but I want one that's about me dying, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna bring it back up. Oh, like I said I'm pretty old. I end up in the dark about a lot of things sometimes, you know. Like, uh, like I just found out really recently that uh, Netflix and chill has a sexual connotation to it. You know, I had no idea. I was taking it at face value. I just took it to mean what it says it means. And I can't tell me how many times I've used it when my friends are going out drinking or something. I said I'm going to have a Netflix and chill night, and they know I live alone. I'm like, nah, you guys go ahead. Uh, it's Netflix and chill for this guy tonight. <laughs> I just uh, needed a night like this real bad, you guys. Yeah, but it's not that good of a phrase, though, you know, because, like, watching Netflix, chilling out, these are very common things to do. So, like, what am I going to do if that's what I want to do? Like, I have to come up with another phrase that means staying home to watch Netflix? I have to be like, nah, you guys, go ahead. Uh, it's going to be a strap-on and peg for me tonight. <laughs> or Hulu, I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I actually used it to lie about when I was going to go home and masturbate, but I ended up accidentally telling the truth about going home to masturbate. That was not very good. What else? Ghosting. That's another one. I, lear I just learned what ghosting means, too. I didn't know. And another embarrassing one. I had to ask somebody. But you can understand my confusion, though, you know? Like, like it means, like, not writing somebody, not talking to them suddenly. But I was confused because, like, the defining characteristic of a ghost is that it won't leave you alone. You know, so that's why I was confused. They're like, it should be something like, uh, yeah, I broke up with her a few weeks ago, but she's really been ghosting me since then, man. Absolutely. I can hear her at night rap, rap, rapping at my chamber door. Yes. <laughs> All right. Edgar Allan Poe, everybody. Edgar Allan Poe. And she sounds like a ghost out there. She's like, I'm here because we have unfinished business. All right. <laughs> I'm going to find out where I lost you on that one. What else, man? Here's something I hate. Like, I hate when people tell me, you know what, Dan? Uh, sometimes you're your own worst enemy. I hate when people say that. It just makes me feel worse, you know? Because, like, when you think about it, it kind of means I don't do anything important enough to have more impressive enemies. You know, like, try telling that to Batman. He's got Joker, Riddler, Penguin. He'd probably be like, yeah, you know, I'm really hard on myself. I uh, saw my parents murdered right in front of me on the streets of Gotham, after all. Uh, but I'm at most my fourth worst enemy, I'd have to say. At absolute most. But then you'd be like, wait a minute, Batman. Uh, you said your parents are murdered in front of you. Uh, you're, you're thinking of Bruce Wayne, I think, there. And he'd be like, oh, I mean, I'm sorry. I, 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 mean, I, need, I see the bat signal, and he jumps out the window. And then, weirdly, Bruce Wayne shows up a couple minutes later, always. And goes, hey, uh, don't listen to anything that guy says about the enemy thing. And you go, how do you know what we were talking about? And then he just stands there awkwardly. To be honest with you, I think they both have a screw loose. All right. These are all going to hit you about midnight tonight. 
Let me see. Something lower brow, perhaps. Sorry, no, I'm just joking. One thing that sucks about being something that sucks about being a guy is that like sometimes you have to think about something during sex, other than sex, to like sort of make it last longer. You know, you don't want to finish too quickly, so you try to think of something like I don't know. Like I have a friend who goes to real extremes. Like he thinks about his grandmother dying just so he doesn't come too quickly. That's pretty awful, right? But I know, I know it would make it last longer, though, because, like, that's all I thought about at my grandma's uh, funeral, and uh, that thing seemed to drag on forever. <laughs> yeah. I just think about baseball. It's good to think about something boring, take your mind off it. I think about baseball. buys me an extra five minutes, you know? But I don't know if you guys knew that the inverse also works, you know? Like, if you concentrate hard enough on sex, it makes baseball go faster. <laughs> yeah. You blow a load in the third inning. They'll kick you out of the stadium. Baseball over every time, you guys. Take it from me. <laughs> anyway, thanks, you guys. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Down here. All right. Thank you so much, Daniel. Um, yeah, I, I like your delayed reaction jokes. Um, I, I really like it when I get a joke like minutes or hours or days later. Like I <laughs> A few years ago, I went to a Halloween party, and okay, we'll see who's old enough to, to recognize this. There's this guy wearing a shirt that said, um, it's uh, like, I'm a gay fish, and, and like the plastic sunglasses, does anyone know? Okay, yeah, and so, so I had to ask him about it, he's like, I'm Kanye West. And I was like, what? And there's a South Park episode where he's like, I'm a gay fish. Um, so then I had to go home and watch it. And I had like a retroactive chuckle. Like it was seriously a belly laugh, but it was like five hours late. Um, yeah, so anyway, speaking of retroactive belly laughs, um, your next comedian is none other than the amazing, the gorgeous Larry Dorsey. Make it nice and loud. When you were at Lowell, how many black people were there? Uh, about 5%. Yeah. So, so for y'all who aren't from San Francisco, Lowell is the, like, the smart school of San Francisco. It's actually probably one of the top schools in the country when it comes to academics. Uh, <laughs> and I was the only black person in all my classes. Yeah. And um, so he went to Lowell, too, but he was in special ed. And that's where all... <laughs> All 5% <laughs> or 4.99% besides me was in the special ed classes. But they, you know, he's not, he's a regular person, you know, he's not. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it, we called it ghetto ed. Did you guys call it ghetto ed too? Don't lie. You probably created, me and my friends. No, <laughs> what's up, man? You got, hey, white guys with hoods. Come on, man. I'm scared now. What the fuck? <laughs> you walked in over here looking like a, I don't know what. Um, what's up, bro? I wonder if Michael Jackson is black in heaven. <laughs> what if police dogs were chihuahuas? <laughs> you gotta take risks, man. You gotta take risks up here. What's up, man? Yeah, you look like the guy from Mighty Ducks. <laughs> yeah. I was actually watching a movie with my uncle. It's good if you, if, are you black? No. What are you, what the fuck are you? 
Nigga, you black. <laughs> I hate that. Hey, I'm Afro-Latino too. So hold on. I'm Colombian. Time the fuck out. When I went to Cuba, it was the first time in my life I realized that I wasn't black. My whole life, I'm like, nigga, I'm what? I'm black. I went to Cuba and they're like, where are you from? I was like, oh, I'm African-American. And they're like, no, 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 no. I was like, negro. They're like, no, 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 no. I'm like, nigga, I'm black. They're like, moreno. So I was just like, what the fuck? Out there, they're trying to get away from their blackness so much. Are you black? Yeah. Yeah, see, you know what I'm saying? Like, they try, they're trying to, Afro-Latinos, they, look at her nappy-ass hair. <laughs> Are you black? I'm Cuban. Nigga, please. <laughs> nigga, please. Shit. And, I, and you know what? I'm ethnically ambiguous, so a lot of people can't tell. You gotta get a nigga? Okay. So a lot of people can't tell what I actually am, right? I could be literally anything. I could literally be anything. Like, what are you? Uh, My mom's Japanese. See? (laughs) What are you? My mom's Chinese. Would you believe me if I told you that? See? I'm ethnically ambiguous. I could be fucking anything I wanna be. Hell yeah. But um, back to what I was saying. I was I, uh, checking IDs at a fucking club. This is my blackness, right? I'm not light-skinned. I'm cinnamon sugar. Motherfucking Steph Curry's light-skinned. So I was checking IDs. Black dude's walking in. It was a rock and roll show. Black dude's walking in. Everybody's white inside. And he goes, damn, I guess I'm the only black guy here tonight. I was like, nigga, me? <laughs> and he was all like, you ain't black. You Hawaiian. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That's what I was talking about. Watching movies because you gave me that idea, right? So I was watching a movie with my uncle. If you ever watch a movie with an old school black dude, it's amazing, right? We're we're watching a a martial arts movie, right? Right? A bunch of your people. And we're watching a martial arts movie and they were flying in it. And my uncle goes, you know, they could do that shit in real life. And I was like, get out of here, dude. They can't fucking do that. He's like, I swear to God, I seen it when I was in Vietnam. And I was like, for real? He's like, yeah, but it usually happens when they step on a landmine. <laughs> That's good? That's clean? That's clean? Okay, okay. Okay, can I, I say that on TV? Okay, okay, okay. Um, I was reading this uh, Twitter thread. It said, you need to stop telling men to man up. Two-thirds of people who commit suicide are men. And I was like, well, if them niggas manned up, they wouldn't commit suicide. <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny as fuck to me. <laughs> Real nigga shit. Um, <laughs> I'm born and raised in San Francisco. Who's from Frisco up in here? Just the three of us. Hell yeah. Nobody else is from Frisco? And we're all from Lowell. Yeah, and we all went to Lowell. That's crazy. Don't give me that shit. <laughs> Don't give me that shit. Okay, for sure. I, I like you, how you took your time with that. I like how you took your time. I hate that shit. I'm from San Francisco. I'm like, what high school you went to? Oh, I went to, I went to Walnut Creek. Nigga, you ain't from San Francisco. There's a v- different vibe when you're from here. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my bad. I got to get the fuck off the stage. But um, yeah, uh, my name is Larry Dorsey Jr. I want everybody in here, I want all your dreams to come true. Literally, I swear to God, I want everybody. If we're doing a comedy competition, I want you to beat me. And you have to, I want everybody to win. Fuck people who don't fucking take risks. I hate settlers, especially European settlers. Thank you. Uh, all right, amazing. Thank you so much, Larry. He's, he's left. He's uh, not settling. Okay. 
Um, yeah, so gosh, that, that Vietnam joke was a little intense for me, but I mean, okay, I have to commit, com uh, admit I have my own Vietnam joke. Um, you know, I asked people if they know about the, the recall of Ja Lua. I'm sorry, um, totally read the room wrong. Uh, you guys must understand Northern Vietnamese accents. Ja Lua, um, it's a Vietnamese sausage, you know? Uh, yeah, I know you're thinking like, what is this nice vegetarian girl talking, doing talking about Vietnamese sausage? But my husband is Vietnamese and I happen to know a lot about Vietnamese sausage. Okay, so yeah, your next comedian is the person who's after Larry and this person's name is Ryan Shuley. Make it nice and loud and polite and rock it for Ryan Shuley. Oh, Shuley is the name. I am the... Uh, the school shooter looking dude with my hood up. That's that's what I am, dude. I uh I don't know, man. I <laughs> I drove here from Oakland. It usually takes 40 minutes to get here. It took an hour and 20 minutes in the rain. If if you have that sort of drive and it's raining and you have your hood up, anybody looks like an active shooter, you know? It's fucking all for these 4 minutes, baby. All for that fucking time to bomb, all right? <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I um Got the foot. All right. I'm trying to figure out where the mic cord is. All right. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> yeah, traffic does not put me in the right headspace to perform, apparently. Uh, <laughs> getting cut off six times and on the course of the Bay Bridge. Jokes, guys. These are my jokes. Let me let me do my jokes. Uh, I don't know, man. I You guys know this. I'm, I'm preparing to propose to my girlfriend. I've talked about this a bunch. Um, I've, I've been trying to hire a photographer who's going to like take pictures of the moment to make it like so she could post that shit to Instagram, you know, and uh, it's expensive. It's really expensive to hire a photographer for this. They want a lot of money because it's not a normal photo shoot. They have to be sneaky and like hide in the bushes and not give away the surprise, which is uh, ironic because I feel like this is the only time in my life where I've ever like thought it would be convenient to be friends with a pervert, you know? <laughs> Because that's the only kind of pictures a pervert takes is secret hidden pictures, you know? It's like, <laughs> you go to a regular photographer, he's like, I want $600 for proposal pictures, not a penny less. You go to a pervert, he's like, I will do it for free if she's topless. That's, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, um, I, what do I want to do now? I, I've been having a tough time in comedy. I've been doing this, uh, fucking too long to feel good about it anymore. <laughs> I don't want to say the exact number. It's pretty embarrassing, but... <laughs> I feel good that you laughed, but also infuriated that you all laughed. Like it's <laughs> I, I get depressed about it sometimes, though. I get really like down on myself. Like I, I was really depressed this week. I was like inconsolable. I, I took a few nights off just laying in bed. Um, and my girlfriend did something really sweet to try to cheer me up. She, uh, it's it, not the right thing to do, but it was very sweet and thoughtful. She texted me advice from a comedian, from a pro comedian, on how to make it, which I thought was like, you know, that I didn't want that, but like that was the, that was a thoughtful thing to do, you know. Uh, the comedian who wrote the article was Mark Marin, and the title of the article was "Don't Kid Yourself," which was not the advice I needed at that moment, you know? That's not really, I wasn't in the headspace for that shit, you know? Sending that to me when I was depressed at, uh, about comedy is like uh, going to your suicidal friend, sending her an article from Sylvia Plath entitled, Fire Up the Oven, you know? <laughs> Just not a... 
She killed herself with an oven, guys. It was, uh, it was a good time. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm trying to shop. I'm trying to do Christmas shopping on top of all this shit. Uh, I, I was asking my aunt, because I, I can never get shit from my mom. I never know what she wants. I was asking my mom or my aunt, what do you think my mom will want for Christmas this year? She's like, oh, you should get her her favorite perfume. And I'm like, what's her favorite perfume? She's like, Estee Lauder's Pleasures. I'm like, I think that's a better gift for dad to give her, you know? That's not a fucking... I don't know about you guys. I have this personal rule. Uh, I don't buy my mom any gift that's named after what I feel while I'm fucking. You know, that's just my own... <laughs> I'm not going to go get her uh, the Dior perfume titled Three Fingers Inside Me. That's not fucking... All right. <laughs> Remember when I talked about how I was depressed about comedy and everybody laughed way too loud? That was a good time. All right, thanks. Thank you for that musical interlude, Pam. Um, let's make it nice and loud for Pam for like keeping the show going, the station going for years and years and years. So we can all um, not really want to talk about how long we've been doing comedy um, and getting depressed about it. Anyway, um, I'm not depressed. I'm actually really excited about our next comic. Um, I, this person is Shane. Is oh, Yes, it's Shane. All right, come on up. Make it nice and loud for Shane. Thank you. How's it going, everyone? That's the energy. <laughs> Welcome back to Mutiny Radio, or as I like to call it, the uh, Boys and Girls Club for at-risk comedians. <laughs> Bathroom, roof over our head, stuff we're not used to, you know? So I got assaulted a couple weeks ago. Guy almost hit me with his car. I flipped him off and kept walking down the street. He followed and attacked me from behind. I figured if the middle finger leads to assault, if I'd given him a peace sign, would he have kissed me? Because clearly hand gestures rile this man up. And like, I should have gone to the hospital, but my cute neighbor was watching, so I acted like I was fine, you know? But my lip was split open, I'm bleeding on the ground, I was not fine, but guys, you know how it is when women are around, like your pride and ego are just this weird warrior chemical of denial. Like, you could be on fire and be like, nah, it's, it's pretty cold out right now, you know? Yeah, um, as much as I wanted to bash this dude's head in with my skateboard, I decided to get even. So I called a gang that terrorizes San Francisco every day. The cops. Cops are a killer gang. They make patrols in every neighborhood. They're armed to the teeth. They rob people of their hard-earned money for no reason. Like, they meet all of the, like, gang criteria. And I, but I was thinking, like, of all the things to fight, gentrification, racism, climate change, this asshole's tackling the real problems. People who don't like getting run over. <laughs> like, I come from a family and culture that copes with pain through humor. So with every punch, my head's making jokes that if said out loud would have gotten me killed. Like, Punch, how small is your dick? Punch, I have a magnifying glass. We can look for it together. Punch, my dad hits me harder than that. I'm kidding. My dad doesn't hit me anymore. If I stay out of trouble, there's always a technicality. I was raised by Red Foreman, so 
shiny head threatening to park his foot up my ass. It's fun time. So as comedians, you know, we think about the stuff that we say or do that would offend people. So I'm suicidal and I was thinking, who would be offended if I killed myself? People who need organs. <laughs> like with the exception of my brain, if I kill myself, a lot of good functioning parts are going to waste. You know, my kidneys, my heart, my huge dick, just a lot of stuff going to waste. And I'm thinking, someone who needs an organ is probably like, fuck you. All right. <laughs> but how, like, how pissed off would you be? Like, you're sitting in a hospital bed all day, and on the news, you're like, Whitey Welloff hung himself today. Whitey had a completely normal life, but felt depressed. Meanwhile, you're in a hospital bed like, fuck you, Whitey. So I thought of a way to end the wait list to get an organ while destigmatizing suicide. So, so, <laughs> why wait for some depressed dude to hang himself or overdose when he can go into the hospital, get chocked full of morphine, and nurses can start scrapping him for parts? It's, no, people who don't want to live, they don't have to. No harm, no foul. But people who want to live, get to. Or nurses, meanwhile, become like Oprah. Like, you get an organ, you get an organ, everybody gets an organ. All right, I'm Shane Kenny, that's my time, thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Shane, for your hospital reform uh, recommendations. Um, yeah, man, hospitals are pretty pretty tough places. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, so our, our next comedian is somebody who has amazing hair, really awesome hobbies, and um, I don't know if he's going to talk about either of these things tonight or if you'll share my opinions with him, but our next comedian is Cody Abe. I, I didn't know anyone knew that much about me. Um, <laughs> uh, how are y'all doing tonight? You doing good? This is a this is, this is alarmingly short. Okay. Um, speaking of uh, penises, I uh, I don't I don't have a giant penis, but like I I kind of want one. Not 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 for like the reason I like I want one because like I want to one day like if I had one I was like I just like try to like have anal sex with a girl and then she's like sh like she's like oh my god uh, this is I, I'm gonna have to try to poop this out it's so big. Okay, that's not. A, I just, <laughs> I'll never say that one again. That was that was just a thought that I had. Like, what if that was that was the thing? Like, you had a, it was like you got stuck or something, and like you, it was like a piece of shit that <laughs> come out. Um, okay, so anyway, I uh, I want to talk about this is one time I I, uh, I I got in a fender bender. Um, so I rear-ended this guy, uh, and uh, it was because I was on my phone. Uh, I, I say it was, I was I say that I was on my phone because I was I'm too embarrassed to say that I was actually taking notes in my car uh, of my surrounding area. I don't know why I do that, it, but I got into a fender bend. The, the the road was slicker than I thought it was, and I kind of hit and hit the car. And uh, good thing, like like thank goodness it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all, and uh, the damages were uh, not not bad either. And like it's because. 
Uh, so I, I drive like a, a, a Corolla, but then I, I like rear ended the, the car that I rear ended was a, what was a hatchback. So that was good. So like it, like there was no damage to the, the rear bumper. Like, cause it's kind of like if you were to, <laughs> if you were to like, like if, if rear ending, like a hatchback is kind of like, like if you were to just slam uh, a pan into an Asian guy's face, like there's not, there's no difference there, you know? <laughs> Nothing will break. <laughs> but yeah, so hey, I got out of the car. The guy's mad at me. He's super mad. And then uh, uh, I I knew it was my fault. So I I kind of just like I, I like folded. I, I I don't do well under pressure. And I I fold like I didn't I didn't have the courage to get mad back at him because I knew it was a hundred percent my fault. So I was just like, dude, can I just Venmo you four hundred dollars? <laughs> Uh, and he said, yeah. He said, yeah. So I Venmoed him $400. Uh, the good news is uh, I didn't have to get insurance involved. Uh, the bad news is uh, I think I'm in the negative now. Like, is that uh, I'm, in, I'm in the red. Uh, so if anybody has that, <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I have a lot of money. Uh, I work in tech. No, I don't. I'm, I wish I did. <laughs> I don't have a lot of money. <laughs> I had enough to I had enough to bribe my way out of a of an insurance claim though. Isn't that isn't that isn't that great? <laughs> All right, what else did I want to talk? That was okay. That was hey guys, that was riffing. So can you applaud that please? Uh, I got I got a gay roommate and he has a waffle iron. Uh, I don't know why I. I know why. Uh, I, I I mentioned that he's gay uh, because he wanted me to. Uh, he's very proud of. It. He's like, you want to be, you want. If I'm in your stand-up, you have to say that. So he got a he had a he had a mini waffle iron, right? And uh, and I, th I think that's good because uh, okay, the, this riffing's not going. There. Thank you, everybody. Um, all right, thank you so much, Cody, for um, advocating uh, violence with kitchen tools, smashing people's faces. I don't know what you were gonna do with that waffle iron. Um, hopefully something a lot less violent than what happened to the hatchback. Uh, yeah, um, and, and speaking of you know bribing people off, we, we do have this donation jar here. And um, somebody actually asked me, thank you, are you supposed to donate when you come in or when you go up? And like both, both, all of them. Yes, as many as possible, and don't worry, we are taking note, but we love you. Like, even if you're not able to donate, just, like, share this on social media, damn it. Okay. Um, and if, if you have a stock and you can't share on social media, then, like, I don't know. Um, help Pam clean the toilet. She was literally, like, I came in, and, and I was looking for Pam, and I see her ass, like, over the toilet cleaning it. Like, this woman works super hard for us. Uh, really appreciate everything you do. Yeah. No one has their hand in the toilet besides you. No, yeah. no one can stick their hand in the toilet with me. All the cleaning supplies are here. Just no one. I, when I'm when I'm not here, no one wants to use them. It's it's just it's fine. It's yeah. I get it. I'm sure they don't clean the toilets at their houses either. That's why they all talk about being single. They're like, I just don't get it. I bring a girl home and there's this weird pink mold on my toilet, and I think it's cute because it's pink, and she's like, I'm scared and don't want to brush my teeth there in the morning. <laughs> brush your teeth? Do you think these weirdos have toothbrushes? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, you bring your own toothbrush. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, our next comedian is none other than the amazing Tushare. Am I saying that right? Tushar? Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Tushar. You're totally good. I don't know if, if all you guys know what it's like to like come to the U.S. the first time as like an immigrant. Because like you obviously go to immigration, right? And when you go to immigration, they ask you a bunch of questions, which is very important for security. It's, it's incredibly important, okay? I'm not, I'm not saying it's not. But you get asked a lot of questions, right? Like when I, when I went to the, the immigration guy, he goes, why are you here? And I'm like, I'm here for a marketing conference. He goes, well, uh, what do you do? Uh, I do marketing, you know? And w well, you know, what does your company do? I'm like, it does marketing. <laughs> and then he's like, what is the name of the company? And I'm just like, ISIS. That's the, <laughs> it's ISIS. <laughs> Officer, that's, that's the name of my company, you know? Like, what kind of a job do you have to have to not look harmless? You know what I mean? Like, I had a friend come in recently, and they just let her in because she was an accountant. And I'm like, I guess we just need a lot more accountants, you know? The financial situation is really fucked up these days. Okay. I think the next time, like, I have a strategy. I'm going to go back to India for Christmas. And I come back, and they're going to ask me, like, what do you do? And I'm just going to go, like, I do comedy. But for ISIS, you know? I do comedy for ISIS. Really? What, what's that like? Well, you know, <laughs> comedy for ISIS. I tell jokes that are relevant to ISIS, you know. And he's going to be like, well, tell me an ISIS joke. And I'll be like, well, you're going to have to pretend you're ISIS, you know. <laughs> That's how it's going to work. Here's an ISIS joke. Um, the other day I was reading a woman in America died, and she was doing the most unusual thing, you know. She was driving. Okay. Uh, these are ISIS jokes, guys. These are jokes that are relevant to ISIS. Uh, you know, in America, when you get married for a third time, you have to divorce the first two. What? Uh, how is that even possible? You know, in, when children grow up in America, they make them go to school, study science, you know? Which is crazy because they grow up and they don't even use science. I mean, the ISIS schools are way better. Because when you grow up in ISIS, like what you do as a kid, you do as an adult, which is shoot guns. But at least, you know what I mean? Like it's, that's, that's an exemplary education system if there was ever one. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not saying we don't have kids who shoot guns. I'm just saying they're better at it. You know, like, they're <laughs> like they've got this figured out and we're still, we have like a few Einsteins, but you know, not, not everybody can be Einstein. Okay. I was in a plane once, and, and the air hostess walks up to me. And I was in the emergency exit lane. So she comes to me, and she starts doing these actions like, sir, sir, do you speak English? And I thought this was going to be a fun flight, you know, because I just went like, no. You know, I, do, I don't speak English. Espanol? Espa no, no, no Espanol, you know. So then she just proceeded to give me the whole briefing, but like, in these weird action thingies, he's like, if the plane goes, you know, I will ask you to, and I'm just like, okay, you know, I got it. And then she starts leaving, and as she's leaving, I go, excuse me, I, uh, don't call me, you know, sweetie. She called me sweet. Oh, okay, whatever, I fucked up the joke. Uh, 
She's supposed to call me sweetie in the beginning. Okay. Uh, great. And she gets really angry. I still do it. She gets really angry. She goes, why would you tell me? This actually happened. Why would you tell me you spoke English? I'm like, why did you assume I could speak sign language? Like, how, how is that? Like, when you think somebody can't speak English, your default is, like, speaking sign language. Like, what is? Don't they have some kind of training for this kind of stuff? Okay. Uh, well, those have been uh, jokes, maybe. Okay, thank you so much, guys. <laughs> Yeah, as, as, a, as somebody who works in the education system, may, you know, maybe I should branch out. Maybe I should, study, I should study ISIS's model. I mean, you are right. They are teaching children to shoot when they're young, and they are shooting when they're older. My dad, so yes, I am one of maybe the only person who grew up in San Francisco in this room right now. Uh, and yes, yeah, my dad is an NRA member uh, in San Francisco. I do not know how to shoot again, but I have used science. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of a, an avid recreational drug user, and I have a drug testing kit, and I need to understand chemistry to use that so that I don't kill myself. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know, hashtag science. Um, all right, well, yeah, um, speaking of people whose gender should definitely be associated with science. Um, our next comedian, uh, gosh, man, now I'm assuming this person's gender. Fuck, man. I was, oh, gosh, I am, wow. Okay, Nor normally when I host things, I do these like really PC things. I have everybody introduce themselves and say like their name, their preferred pronoun, and um, you know, I don't know, something hashtag vulnerable. But um, this is not my workshop. This is Mutiny Radio Comedy. So our next comedian is Teddy Alexander. Come on up, make it nice and loud. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Hello, everyone. I'm Teddy Alexander. Uh, I will start by telling you a story. Uh, I was in my bedroom recently, and uh, I wasn't alone. Uh, that's right, there was a mosquito as well. And uh, I have a terrible relationship with mosquitoes. It's uh, very one-sided. Um, I hate them, and they love me. They like can't get enough of me. They're kind of obsessed with me. Um, it's a little embarrassing. Um, and my mom says that that's because of my Jew blood. <laughs> but she's an Episcopalian, so you can take that with a grain of salt. Uh, regardless, uh, I'm in my bedroom with a mosquito at three in the morning. And it's always three in the morning with these guys. And it is so annoying because you've been available all day. Uh, and now it's three in the morning. It's like there's a, some kind of fuckboy mosquito conspiracy where they're, uh, you know, they're out at the bars. They're at like the North Star at 2 AM, and it's closing time. They've been trying to get their uh, buzz on. They've been trying to get their suck on. And uh, <laughs> now it's closing time. And they're ready for a nightcap. They say, let's go over to Ted's. And then it's my problem. Um, so I am at war with a mosquito at 3 AM. And I'm trying to kill it, and I don't succeed, which means I didn't get that satisfaction that you get. Uh, when you're staring at the carcass of the mosquito just spread across your wall. And that is satisfying, uh, but it's made less satisfying when you realize the blood associated with the mosquito is not the mosquito's blood, it's your blood. It's very complicated. Um, but I do want to stress that this is not just a petty annoyance. Mosquitoes are very serious, very dangerous. 
I don't know if you've been doing your research or your reading, like I have, been reading up on uh, the Zika. And uh, I can't afford to wake up tomorrow with a cranium the size of a tennis ball. It's not a good look for me. So I'm trying to avoid that. Um, but one good thing about mosquitoes is that our hatred for them is a unifying factor. We all hate mosquitoes. And uh, in times like these when we're so divided, it's important to think about what we have in common um, and how underneath it all we're really just the same. So for instance, if you take us, uh, if you take you and you and you and me, if you just take us and you um, skin us alive and you remove all of our teeth and you just leave us there in a pile on the ground, no one could identify a single one of us. That is how similar we are. Um, it makes me feel good to think about things like that today. Um, but one thing that I don't like is being pigeonholed. I've been, pigeon, I've been pigeonheld many times throughout my life. Uh, for instance, a lot of folks have said that I'm too agreeable. And, uh, well, frankly, they have a good point. I'm not going to argue with that one. Um, there's some evidence to back that one up. And uh, I can't get through this next one in a minute, so that's enough from me. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, I've been pigeon-held in my own family. Uh, in my family, I'm known as the helpful one, and that can come with some downsides. Um, for instance, I, does anybody here have a naked mom? Like I do, a naked mom? A mom who's naked whenever she wants to be because she can be, and she's the only one in the house who can be whenever she wants to be. Um, and it makes sense because uh, my sister and I came from inside of her body, and uh, my dad also came inside of her body, so really, <laughs> she can be when she wants to be. She's naked whenever she wants. Um, but even she needs help with something sometimes, and uh, there was a time when she came up to my sister and me, and she said she was experiencing some uh, discomfort, some constipation. She needed help with an enema. I didn't know what an enema was at the time, but being myself, I said, sure, Mom, I'll help you with that. Um, and we went into her room, which was darker than usual, and uh, she got on all fours on the bed. And it wasn't until I was about elbow deep that I thought to myself, my stepdad's a gastroenterologist, and he's on his way home. We definitely should have waited for him for this. Uh, but alas, that's not how it works in my family. I've now administered two enemas for my mom. I'm the enema person in my house now. And uh, frankly, that makes me feel like kind of an asshole. <laughs> Thank you. All right, all right. Let's let's be honest. We were all kind of waiting for like that one friend you can rely on to do an enema. Thank you. Now you, now you have a friend in the enema experience business. Okay, um, your next comedian coming to the stage is Jacob McHenry. Make it nice and loud. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the year is coming to a close. I've had an interesting year this year. Um, I got to go skydiving, which is insane. Uh, my wife, uh, she uh, did that for uh, like as a surprise for our anniversary, 
which I got to tell you, skydiving has got to be easily top five worst gifts you can give someone as a surprise. Like, it's, uh, it's up there with herpes. It's a terrible idea, you know? And uh, my wife, she was actually getting mad at me because she thought I was making a big deal about everything, which I didn't think so. I feel like it's completely reasonable to be concerned about falling out of an airplane, you know? Like, and not to mention the fact that you have someone strapped to your back the first time, and this is a stranger that you don't know, and somehow, or for some reason, now you gotta just trust them with your life, you know? And I, I felt a little uncomfortable giving that responsibility to a guy who does this fucking thing all the time, you know? Like, this is, like, I, you don't want the guy who has, like, Mountain Dew energy to be in charge of whether you live or die, you know? <laughs> like, imagine if you went to a hospital and they told you that you have to go into emergency surgery, you know, and then the doctor goes up to you who's doing that surgery was like, but don't worry, bro, I got this. This is going to be fucking sick, you know? <laughs> I don't think... It's a big deal to ask for a little bit more professionalism in that situation, you know? I, I did do it. Uh, I did do it. I, I got up there. I worked my way up there. And uh, you know what was weird is when I was about to jump, like, I wasn't really scared about jumping. But weirdly, I was concerned about, like, whether the dude who's strapped behind me is a pervert. Because I was like, I felt like I was in a very vulnerable situation. Like, what if he started to get, like, an erection and I felt it on my butt cheeks, you know? Like, I just, like, you just got to let that shit ride, you know? And <laughs> it was one of my weird concerns. Like, what are you going to do? He could whisper into your ear and tell you, call me daddy. And I'm just going to have to jerk this guy off and call him dad, you know? All right, I tried it. Um... <laughs> I uh, I don't know how to get into this joke, but anyways, uh, over Thanksgiving, I got in a weird argument uh, with my uh, with my family over Floyd Mayweather, the boxer. Uh, one of my family members started making fun of him because he can't read, which I was like, reading is overrated, man. <laughs> when you're the that rich, you know, like I would easily give up the ability to read for a tenth of his wealth, you know? He has $750 million in the bank, you know? For that amount of money, I would swear a blood oath that my children and children's children would never learn to read, you know? <laughs> I feel like you, like with that much money, you could have generations of morons, you know? Hell, that deal might even like win you the presidency someday, okay? All right. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. I'm seeing people like retroactively donating. Thank you so much uh, for keeping the lights on at Mutiny Radio. Yeah, it, it is a weird thing. I've done skydiving too, and you're you're strapped to this person in a very vulnerable, intimate moment. But I mean, think about them. I was talking to my skydive person. He said that people urinate on him all the time. So yeah, you know, it goes both ways. Um, but anyway, yeah, speaking of, uh, no, no, no segue. Um, our next comic is Jack Ferguson. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Speaking of people urinating on people, welcome Jack Ferguson to the stage. <laughs> Fuck yeah, guys. Uh, <laughs> do you, any of you guys have kids? Okay, good. Um, when I, I want to have kids, and when I have kids, I'm going to teach my children to swear at an early age. I'm going to teach them all the swear words because I want my kids to be fucking cool, you know? <laughs> I want my kids to be the ones on the playground that are telling all the other kids the words first and they can like tell them it means something that it doesn't mean and fuck with them so that they go home and get in trouble with their parents, you know? Like they're, everybody's worried about their kids being smart or like being responsible. Nobody's worried about their kids being cool. I feel like that's the most important thing, you know? <laughs> Like, there were a bunch of kids at my high school who were smart and on time all the time, and those kids fucking sucked. <laughs> like, all right. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, my favorite conspiracy theory is that Stephen Hawking is not actually a genius. He was just a paralyzed person who the government was using his voice box to spread lies about science. <laughs> Which <laughs> is cool on so many levels, right? Like, some people are like, wow, how horrifying would that be to be Stephen Hawking in that situation where, like, you're, the government is just using you as a puppet? Nah, man, sign me up for that. If I'm paralyzed, that's a way more exciting life than most paralyzed people leave. This guy is, like, at the center of a conspiracy by the deep space or deep state to trick people about space. All right. <laughs> but deep space. Um, yeah. I, uh, I'm not a political person, but I do have one political opinion that I think is kind of, uh, I think it's important. Uh, I think it's time for America to pay reparations to black people. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that we should pay every black person in America about ten thousand dollars or something like that. Uh, but in return. <laughs> <laughs> I think white people should be allowed to say the N-word. <laughs> I think that's fair. I mean, <laughs> like, listen, $10,000 is a lot of money, all right? And if we're going to shell that out, I feel like it's time for us to get that word back. We invented it, all right? <laughs> like, I don't know. I just want to I just wanna be able to sing along to a rap song without having anxiety, you know? I don't know. What do you think, Jacob? No? No deal? You wouldn't you wouldn't take You wouldn't take ten thousand dollars to let white people say the N-word. <laughs> That's fucking commitment. <laughs> but I He makes money though, so <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I stand by it. Uh, do I have anything quick? Women are always saying like, oh, we want more pockets in our pants. <laughs> you know, you heard this? It's like a feminism thing, like they want more pockets, right? It's a thing, right? <laughs> That's a thing, right? Deeper pockets, all right. See, no pockets. You know how you could solve that? Just buy pants with pockets, they're out there. It's not that they don't have pockets, it's you're buying the ones that don't have them. So there it is. Thanks, guys.
right, um, give it up for Jack proposing uh, reparations theory with a catch. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so my, my grandma actually used the N-word uh, unironically uh, until she was about 78 years old, and then she stopped. People can change. She had a massive stroke. Okay, um, that's what happened. Uh, and she was not singing along to rap songs, I know, yeah. Um, I mean, if Andrew Yang becomes president, we're all gonna get $1,000 a month. That's like $12,000 a year. Yeah, unless he's changing uh, months and years. Anyway, um, yeah, there, that's me. I'm not gonna say that's the last political thing I'm gonna say tonight, but it is one of the political things I'm saying. Um, no segue needed, our next comedian is Alex Brown. <laughs> Thank you. Um, somebody, who was it who said that they were like a marketer? Did someone come up and say that? Oh, he laughed, okay. <laughs> well, I, it's funny. I think one of his coworkers has like, has been fucking up um, on me specifically. Like I get all these super targeted ads on, on Twitter, um, but they're all, they're all targeted towards gay black teens who smoke. And I'm not, I'm like not a single one of those categories. Um, but clearly like I, I browse, like I've, I, I follow the coolest feeds. Like I've clearly got great taste. Like I browse like the coolest demographic. Um, but I get all these, I get all these ads that are like, watch this queen spill the tea about nicotine. I'm like, fuck, I need to stop smoking. <laughs> or like I'll get this ad where it's, it's just like all these like beautiful, androgynous teenagers like dancing in a nightclub and it so slowly fades out and it's like the the black lgbtq community is over nicotine and i'm like don't tell us who we are <laughs> it's been happening for far too long <laughs> uh, uh, um i'm uh I don't look very old. I wish I kind of looked older. I was like, at the end of August, I got an Uber, got an Uber home, and I was getting out of the Uber, and the driver turns around and goes, "Hey, enjoy the rest of your summer break." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Thanks, Mister." <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I wish I could like grow a beard. That's just, that's very manly. You know, look like a look like a real guy. Um, but the problem is that like my hair is so like blonde and translucent, <laughs> like, when I grow my facial hair out, I just look blurry, like, <laughs> I don't look like I, I'm, I don't look tough, I just look like I haven't finished buffering yet or something. <laughs> um, what other jokes? Uh, um, well, uh, oh, I think it's good, I think it's good that now guys can, it's, it's, we're more allowed to talk about our feelings. Like I think that's probably healthy for us. But like, I've noticed that like me and my friends still aren't very good at it. There's still a lot of internal conflict. Like uh, whenever we start talking about something a little bit sentimental, everybody just starts talking like a jock, like to compensate for it. <laughs> like uh, it'll be like, yeah, it's, it's just fucking awesome. We're really clicking. Just like we're an amazing team. Just fucking great chemistry, man. Like, that's Casey telling me he's falling in love for the first time. <laughs> you know, or like, yeah, uh, you know, we were going to just go for it, but, you know, the clock was ticking down, so I think we're just going to punt for now. 
Like that's Connor telling me he's calling off the wedding. <laughs> you know? uh, um, uh, I. Uh, recently picked up both jeweling and jogging. Um, I'm just going to let these two hobbies duel it out over the future of my lungs. <laughs> I actually wrote that joke like six months ago and forgot about it and saw it recently. And I, I no longer jewel nor jog. Do you know what a disappointment it is to realize you don't even have the follow through for an addiction? <laughs> like my, my brain won't even pick up bad habits. <laughs> like, it's just a blank slate every morning. Um, I once played like intramural soccer against the Jewel corporate team like a month ago. And this isn't a joke. This is just a funny anecdote. <laughs> and literally during halftime, they just jeweled the entire time. Like we went and got water, and they just like sat in a little circle and just ripped the vapes. Um, all right, that's my time. I'm Alex. Um, okay, so I have to ask, who won? Jewel. It was what? Unjust. Oh, man. Okay, so uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess Jewel, and they're like secret marketing tools by having athletic people who are like yeah. vape resistant in their lungs. Um, yeah, I've never understood that. Do you guys know like really athletic smokers? Like you're like. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm gonna go on this uphill hike and like, <laughs> yeah, I'm totally gonna be like leaving this person in the dust and the smoker's just like plowing ahead of you. Yeah, it drives me crazy. Um, all right, well our next comedian, um, I don't know whether or not this person is a smoker or a vapor, um, but our next comedian is Anthony Zucalo. Oh, thank you. Give it up for your host, Burgundy Johansson, everyone. Burgundy, not quite Scarlet, but we'll get there. Um, that, that's a great start. Um, so uh, I do, uh, I have I have quit jeweling. It's been a month, actually. It's been a month. Thank you. Thank you. I started smoking cigarettes. Um, smoking cigarettes is actually way better than jeweling. Um, it's changed my life, smoking cigarettes. Uh, it's, I've uh, started to go outside more because you have to, uh, they won't allow you to smoke inside. I don't know if you guys know what cigarettes are. Cigarettes, they, uh, they're uh, analog jewel pods. Um, they have uh, no battery life, uh, which is nice. Uh, but I looked it up online, and I asked around, and apparently uh, you need to use a lighter pussy. Um, that's what someone said online. Because um, I was looking for where to charge it. I couldn't find it. Um, they come in two flavors, uh, menthol, which is kind of a cucumber mint ripoff, um, and then uh, original Virginia tobacco. Those are the two uh, flavors of cigarettes. Um, also, I've been starting to talk to a lot of more people because of cigarettes. The other day, a woman told me to move away from her building. Um, so I'm socializing, <laughs> getting, getting, back that, getting back out there. Um, it, uh, jeweling is actually really dangerous. It wasn't until I unplugged my friend's breathing machine to charge my jewel until that's when it really set in how dangerous jeweling really is. Uh, I was on yellow. There's nothing I could do. Um, uh, but yeah, I, uh, my girlfriend asked me an interesting question the other day. She, we've been together for two and a half years and she was like, uh, what? I never really knew that, I've been with you this whole time, when and how do you jerk off? 
She's been with me two and a half years, and I'm that good. I'm that good at covering my tracks. She, she, and I was like, well, since I've been in a relationship with you, and I've been living with your friends alongside living with you, I do it in the shower so that there's zero chance of me getting caught. Um, and also, I just like the, the privacy of the curtain. It's like I'm donating sperm to the drain. Um, and... Uh, but in high school, I used a sock, and she asked an amazing question. She was like, how did you remember which socks you jerked off into and which socks were for wearing? Um, and I said, and, uh, I was, that got me thinking, like, that never, that never was really a problem. Like, well, I guess if you're the type to jerk off into socks, you're going to stick your foot in a cum sock eventually. You know, you're going to... You're gonna get there eventually. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. I think that's, that's just the, the, the lifestyle. Um, uh, what else? Uh, hold on one second. I was, in my head, I was hating everyone that did this and now I'm doing this. There it is. Um, Oh yeah, uh, I've been uh, I've been doing Postmates to try and make more money. Uh, the reason I did Postmates instead of Uber is because I hate people and I'd rather have food in my car. Uh, the only thing, Postmates is actually the only job that I've not wanted to do high uh, because I don't trust myself <laughs> with food in the passenger seat for as long as I have food in the passenger seat when I'm working at Postmates. Also, you shouldn't get high at a job where you could stop working whenever you want. That's very, that is very unproductive. Like when I was working at Target, I would get high on my lunch break, come back, finish the shift. Now, when I get high on my lunch break, I do an open mic. Like that's <laughs> like, and I probably won't go back to working after this. Like the other day I got high on my lunch break and then I woke up like that. It's not you should not smoke weed while post mating um, because I'm there picking up the order, looking at the menu, just like, okay, that looks good. Um, people are missing fries throughout this entire city. Uh, and that's my time. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, thank you so much for coming in on your lunch break. Yeah, really appreciate that. Wow, okay, so I am so curious if this jewel theme is going to continue throughout. Did you already have that set planned? Yeah, or, or no, we're doing Yeah, they're both equally impressive. Um, planning and synchronicity and spontaneity. Uh, all right, your next comedian is Mike Whitaker. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Oh, are we feeling holiday festive yet? Is this feeling like the least Christmassy holiday for anyone else ever, too? Yeah, I know. It's feeling real weird. Uh, I feel like this is the time of year where you turn on the TV and there start be, to be like the talking heads who are like, oh, there's a war on Christmas. It's Merry Christmas, not Happy Holidays. And like, I don't care. Principally, I don't care. But like, I went through the checkout lane at Grocery Outlet the other day, and the checker hit me with a have a blessed season, which is crazy, because that's like neither fish nor fowl with either it, anywhere in the Merry Christmas versus Happy Holiday debate. Like, and uh, I said nothing because I need magic to happen in my life. If that works, that's great. I will take any form of magic. Any form of conjuring. Like if I went through the checkout lane and the checker was like, may Cthulhu bless you with the feast of a thousand immortals. 
I would be like, I like seafood. Let's do this. Fuck yeah. Oh, I've been working on setting attainable goals. Uh, recently, I watched a woman break the Guinness Book World Record for eating the most mayonnaise in three minutes, which is very gross. But what's actually grosser is like the toxic male part of myself that was like, I could eat so much more mayonnaise than this woman. I could fucking body this woman in a mayonnaise eating competition. Like, and I, it's not even something I wanted. It's just something I know I can do. Like, she ate an unimpressive amount of mayonnaise. She ate 83 ounces of mayonnaise in three minutes. And that's very gross. But what's grosser is, like, to me, in my math, that's two 40s and three shots. And I know what kind of boards I put up in college. And I could fucking stomp this woman in a mayonnaise-eating competition. She also had garbage technique. She was just gulping it out of a jar with a big spoon. And like, see, if it were me, I would have filled piping bags and just sucked that shit down. And I'm a gay dude, and that already sounds like a euphemism for shit I'd be good at. <laughs> All I'm saying is in 1976, Sports Illustrated magazine named Billie Jean King Athlete of the Year and an older out-of-shape tennis player named Bobby Riggins was like, nuh-uh. And that's exactly how I felt watching that woman eat that fucking mayonnaise. I assume he won. I did not see the biopic. Uh, I didn't see it. Oh. I went, to, I, uh, I went to Ikea with friends recently. Ikea is great, because you can go to Target and be like, oh, here are stemless wine glasses, and here are sensible closet solutions. But you go to an Ikea, and you're like, what would my life be like with stemless wine glasses and sensible closet solutions? We went to like the downstairs area of Ikea where they have all the home furnishings and my friend held up this truly, truly horrific throw pillow. It was like, it just had random splotches of suede and leather like sewn together. And she was like, Mike, look at this gross pillow. If you went back to a dude's house and he had this pillow in his living room, would you fuck him? And I'm like, I have fucked men I have met in the bushes. Uh, a throw pillow is not gonna deter me, I think. I'm gonna comment on the throw pillow and stuff's probably still gonna happen. Uh, uh, my friend, uh, like my friend, passed away recently. I know it's very sad, but here come the comedies. Uh, my friend passed away recently, and uh, I didn't know what to do. But I wanted to bring his his mom flowers the next day, and I went to like I went to the grocery store. I know enough that like don't bring red roses to a bereaved person. Like that's not like appropriate grieving flower. Like, but I also don't know what is. There's not like an established metric of like this is what to give a grieving person. But I settled on yellow roses, like gray pink peonies, and I brought them to his. Uh, like I brought it up to the checker and uh, I put it on the conveyor belt and it's like rolling down the conveyor belt and it like gets to the front and the checker is like, ooh, who's the lucky lady? And I'm like, uh, I'm gay and my friend is dead. I don't know. <laughs> All right, I'm Mike Whitaker. That's my time. Man, I, I totally understand with the whole like funerary awkwardness. Um, I, I, I don't have a ton of experience hosting comedy shows, but I do have experience hosting memorials. 
Yeah, and I went to one and or I, I was I was hosting one and they're showing this really attractive picture of the deceased and this woman goes, ow, ow. And I'm like, whoa, lady, it is like way too late for that. Um, so anyway, your next comedian coming to the stage is, uh, is it Vishak? Yeah. Vishak, okay. All right, make it nice and loud for Vishak. Hey guys, uh, I've been coming coming across a lot of ill-informed middle schoolers these days. Uh, I saw this middle schooler on the street the other day, and he crossed the street when it was red. And I was like, you're not supposed to do that, middle schooler. And uh, he's like, okay, boomer. Uh, and I was like, yo, eighth grader, don't ask me how I know he's from the eighth grade, but uh, I'm like, get your memes right, dude. Um, yeah, that's good. I have this one. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, I have this one premise that I'm trying to work out. I'm trying to see if it's offensive or not. Um, so do you guys see these old Chinese people picking up trash on the street? And they sell it for cash, right? And that pisses my friends off because, like, you could make a whole lot more money doing something else, right? But I'm like, do they compost? Because, like, that's something that I've been trying to get into. Um, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, the other day, I, I went to this mic and like I bombed, and I felt really bad, obviously. And um, and like uh, I did this petty thing where like I stopped laughing at anyone else's jokes. <laughs> like I was like, I was like, it was hard, but like I did it, and I felt so fucking great. I'm like, none of these guys are funny, dude. Um, yeah, but like I have this thing. I'm trying to get serious about comedy. Uh, but I'm not going to enough mics, right? Um, do you guys ever have this thing where, like, when a mic gets canceled, you're like, too bad. Because, <laughs> like, you're happy that it's canceled because, like, you don't want to work hard. Uh, one part of me wants to become a comedian. One part of me wants to remain comfortable. So that's sad. Uh, I'm also not doing that well because, like, uh, uh, my family dog is morbidly obese. Yeah, which kind of sucks because he's starting to eat my food. Um, and like the other day I had shrooms for the first time and there was some shrooms left over. And like this kid just eats whatever he wants, right? Whatever he sees. And like I wake up in the middle of the night and then he's sitting on my bed and he's staring at me. I'm like, what's up? He's like, I fucked up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, animals are kind of weird though. I was in San Diego last weekend and like uh, I came across these animals because it was a zoo. Because I went to the zoo. Fuck, I didn't set that up correctly. Uh, and then uh, I was like, I was talking to these animals. I'm like, How, what's the best part of San Diego? And they're like, the weather's great. And then there's this polar bear on the side. And he's like, the weather blows, dude. <laughs> Just trying to do these enactments. And like, you know, you have this friend who's like really dumb. Uh, and like, he doesn't think about where he's going before he goes to the place. And like, uh, we were at the tiger exhibit, right? And he was like, yo, dude, I just took some molly. Where's Tyga? Um, and, then, and then he's like, I was expecting to see Kylie, too. And then I was like, dude, that's really stupid, because they broke up like six months ago. Um, yeah, that's because like, Tyga and Kylie used to date. Uh, it's like Kylie Jenner, not my friend. Uh, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, I have this one bit about getting tested for STDs. Um, and uh, it's funny because like I'm still a virgin, so that's why it's funny because like I I, I uh, like unintentionally got tested for STDs, and uh, my mom that made my mom really mad because uh, she's like, who the fuck is chlamydia, right? Um, yeah, and like um, Tushar had this whole bit about ISIS, like I have this whole bit about ISIS, 
and uh, my mom has a lot of problems with my jokes and she has a, she was really disappointed when when she heard that i had this joke about isis she's like what's what could possibly be funny about working at the international space station right um <laughs> yeah and the last thing i want to talk about is um yeah i talked to my doctor a lot about life cuz i can't afford a ther- therapist i can but uh i just don't want to pay uh, whatever fuck it i'm not going to spend time setting that up but basically the joke is the doctors like you have so much trouble with girls cuz like when you're a nice guy girls end up feeling too comfortable around you and um they sort of just take you for granted and you slip into the friend zone right so i've been actively working on making girls feel uncomfortable and uh, it has not been working uh thanks for your time guys thanks pam thanks thanks regina thanks guys thanks. Oh my gosh, thank you Vishak. That was amazing. Um I love that part about I don't know trying to make women feel more uncomfortable. Um man, I gosh, I shouldn't even be saying this, but I'm I'm kind of sort of a dating coach, but um anyway, yeah. Um I cuz you know when you're a comedian, why have just one thing you do that people are like seriously is that your real job? Um but yes, yes they are. Um yeah, gosh, animals and I I loved your animal impressions. I want to see those develop. Um You know there there is just something about how as city people are so sorry I'm if I'm gripping anybody in city people I mean we're in a city um, I mean most people it took them a really long time to get here in the rain um you know I've noticed that in the metro in the the muni stations right now there are these um posters that say wildlife trafficking is everyone's problem and there's like a picture of Jackie Chan I'm like Oh, okay, thank you, but be that as it may, like what the hell am I supposed to do about that? Like do you think I'm seriously going to a holiday party and I'm like, "Oh, you know, I can't tell if Bob from accounting's date is just a really tacky lady from Florida or if he brought a cheetah to the holiday party like, "Oh my gosh, I need to call Jackie Chan and tell him about this." So I yeah, I don't know. Speaking of marketing, another theme that's coming up. So, um our next comic, I don't know if they're going to talk about marketing, juuling or um I don't know what else has been coming up tonight, but a lot of themes. Um but this next person, this next person is not here unless he's in disguise. Is Marty here? He does not look like he's here. Marty was there any Marty Cunny or otherwise? Okay. Well then, moving right along, our next comedian is Nathan Lowe. Hi, hi, hi everybody. How's it going? Welcome to Muni Radio. Sorry, I'm in a, like a weird mood. I cried watching my big fat Greek wedding today. <laughs> and I'm still processing that. There's a lot for me to go through. This <laughs> where I was on my way over here and I like weird mood. I put on this fu- I look like like you know those guys in movies who have to duck into somewhere to get incognito. <laughs> you know like National Treasure who's like we got to get off the street and you just run in. They always come out looking way more cognito. <laughs> I'm that guy. They never blend in ever. They're always like the most obvious person. Well, there's cameras following them. Uh this falls apart a little bit. <laughs> and they're never like yeah, they're looking in con- like inconspicuous, but it's always just Leonardo DiCaprio just fucking looking over his shoulders with this pulled up so you can still see all of his like hair and fucking makeup. And I don't think that I don't think it would work now. Like this looks like this is someone you don't trust. This person's definitely up to some shit. Like I look like an FBI guy. See, she said I look like a narc. 
<laughs> but it wouldn't work now, especially like millennials and stuff, like a millennial organized crime group, some kind of fucking, oh, some kind of like jewel pod, like mango jewel pod uh, cartel getting shit into San Francisco. <laughs> They'd fall through, like immediately, no labels. They'd be like, dude, this guy doesn't even have Supreme on any of his shit. <laughs> He's fucking up to something, man. Uh, I always open up with just stuff about my clothes because I'm not talented. And those are always my openers. <laughs> but I'm figuring shit out. I've been in San Francisco for a little while. I used to have a job and I don't anymore. I, uh, I'm, not, I'm not good at, at, uh, at jobbing. I'm not good, I can't jobs. I can't jobs good. I'm, not, I'm bad at it. I got fired from a gig where I worked at my house because I wasn't professional enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm jerking off during half of this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Apparently, like, dude, hit my DMs is not a professional alternative to an email. <laughs> and that was my life, man. But I'm doing that. And so dating kind of stops when you're unemployed. You're looking for other shit. You're like, this isn't going to be good. I'm automatically the last thing that you want. Completely unemployed. And I have bad history, man. And that's good because most of the girls I date are full of red flags. Fantastic. I just dated two snake girls in a row. Do you know what a snake girl is? People who think snakes are cute, these fucking psychopaths. Have you met these girls? No? Do you know what a horse girl is? You know, a ho everyone here knows what a horse girl is. Always a lot of gums for some reason. <laughs> girls are like really excited about Disney Plus coming out next week. <laughs> or this week. Fuck, it's out. It's out. I know. My sister called me. She's like, did you hear the news? <laughs> She had like all the musicals and stuff. We had like the VHSs of all this. She's like a Disney person. She breaks out into song. She's one of these fucking people. I do that too, but only when I'm borderline suicidal. <laughs> it's a really, really weird musical. It's just, my life's going nowhere. 26, I just jerked off into a toilet. <laughs> Why me? <laughs> my sister's just like, oh, there's fucking bread on sale. It's a very, very different kind of life. But uh, yeah, a snake girl is the exact opposite of a horse girl. That girl lost her virginity in the back of a Spencer's. She doesn't want to sing fucking at all. <laughs> Definitely starts every conversation with what her astrological sign is and why it's an excuse for her fucking behavior. <laughs> Everything I know about astrology, I just know from annoying California girls telling me like why it's okay to hate a Scorpio. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense to me at all. When they ask me, I just say a different one now, and I always get the same response. What are you? I'm a Leo. Oh my God, you're such a Leo. I could tell by how you use chopsticks. It's the fucking worst thing ever. <laughs> I didn't understand. I came from the South. It didn't exist. So like when I first came here, some girl comes up to me at a party, one of these annoying like good energy people. She's like, you have like a good energy about you, which I think is code for like, I've tried everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm talking to you. She's like, well, I'm a cancer. And I was like, what is that, like a six, seven month commitment? I could probably handle that. <laughs> it's right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> All right, thanks for your time, guys. I'm Nathan. Oh, yeah, I, I really liked your bit about um, people trying to go incognito, but coming out more cognito, I guess. Um, yeah, so I, 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 we're actually having a very special moment. I, most people probably don't even realize it's happening. This is the first night that Pam has not commented on my outfit on the radio. <laughs> did, um, I, did I not? I didn't sexually harass you. I haven't sexually harassed you in any way. I, know. I haven't talked about your awesome rack or like your great... 
belt, like your amazing style, See, your this is steez. just marketing to make people were, like get off their inner, the, like listening on the radio and come in. Like that's what this is. That's, sure. That's exactly. Also, what I is. just sexually harass everybody. Don't, don't feel too special about it. Men and I'm a, I'm a pan, I'm a pan harasser. I pan, I harass I, all of it. Every, whatever, you, whatever gender you subscribe to, I will harass you. It's because I'm not wearing leggings tonight. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, our our next comedian coming to the stage is Jen Perez. She came in and she donated right away, which I appreciated so much. So make it nice, loud. Come to the stage, Jen. All right. Did anyone uh, order pizza? Yeah, no, no, no one ordered pizza. I just thought it'd be funny to say that. It looks like, this place looks like a pizzeria, I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, oh, I, you know what, I, I have to apologize uh, for cultural appropriation. The other night I drank a White Claw. <clears throat> all right, two, two laughs, all right. Um, you know what's the, the worst pain? A lot of females in here would probably know. The worst pain is getting a bikini wax. It's pretty bad. But you know what's even more worse than that? Uh, is uh, trying to take a pasty off after a night of drinking and realizing as soon as you take it off, a little piece of your nipple's on there. That's a, that's a whole week's worth of pain. It's not one moment. That's basically, if you don't know what a pasty is, it's like a sticker for your nip. That's all it is. It's supposed to hide the nipples. But you know, this free the nipple era. It's painful. It's a lot of pain. All right. I'll tell you a little bit about my uh, 30th birthday. I, I went to uh, Vegas with my girlfriends on a, on a trip, on a girl's trip. And um, you know, my, my girlfriends didn't know this about me, but uh, I can't make myself throw up. Like I. I I try to stick the fingers in my mouth, but it, it doesn't happen. And uh, I was really f drunk, and we had to go to dinner, and my friends were like, come on, just throw up. You know, we're gonna keep drinking, just come on. All right, fine, all right, fine. We get ready, we get to dinner, and, and Jamie Foxx was there. Yeah, I have a picture of me and Jamie Foxx on my 30th birthday. But you know what, guys? I think I threw up on him. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I was, um, I was probably one of the last latchkey kids. You know, if, uh, I, this is probably the reason why no one lets their kids walk home alone and let themselves into their home and stay by themselves for hours. This is pretty much why. I was, uh, I don't know, I think it was like maybe eight or nine. And um, I go home and I was hungry and you know, I call my mom, I'm like, mom, I'm hungry. She's like, just, just go microwave the burrito. I'm like, okay, fine. I didn't know this, I was a kid. I, uh, I put the burrito in the microwave with the plastic. And the, the smoke became so bad and I was so fearful because my mom used to beat the shit out of me. Like she just, she would smack me around all the time. So I, I was so feel for, fearful that I, um, I thought it was better if I could just lay there. I'd rather, I was like, I'd rather die than get an ass kicking for this. My, my neighbor found me later, it was, it was fine, nothing, nothing happened. Oh man, I went through those fast. Ah, all right, I'll leave you with this. This is a the joke I've been closing with a lot. Um, have you ever fucked someone with asthma? 
It's, it's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, you know, right, right when they're about to come, it's like, <laughs> you have no idea if it was good or if they're about to die. Thank you so much, guys. That's my time. Give it up one more time for Jen Perez. I mean, frankly, I think so many things in life are like that. Like, you don't know, is it really good? Or are you about to die? I mean, like most comedy sets, let's hello, let's be honest. Um, I don't know, skydiving, um, uh, psychedelic experiences. Like, like yeah, I, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna make the blanket statement. Most really fun, rewarding things are like that. Yeah, they're really good and maybe you are about to die. Um, so I, our next comedian is probably not about to die. I'm just gonna be bold and say that, just looking at this very healthy, vibrant audience here. And our next comedian is Chris Green. Yes, he's here. All right, make it nice and loud. What's up, how y'all doing? Yeah. I don't know a lot about women's fashion, <laughs> but I know yoga pants. Like, the secret's out. Yoga pants is all season comfort. Winter, spring, summer, fall, you can go skating, you can go skiing, you can go to the grocery store, that's all comfort. What they say about dudes? Basketball shorts. Put on some basketball shorts and go outside right now. That's not all season. Um, <laughs> I do this open mic on Tuesdays and it's next to this yoga place so like as the yoga girls is leaving the comedians are arriving and like you know a lot of girls get compliments like, I'm let you in on secret like dudes will give you compliments ooh I like the leopard print the stripes are amazing it's about shape <laughs> but these girls was all getting compliments all of them Except this one girl, she's wearing skinny jeans. And I thought that she deserved to have a compliment too because she, she went through the class just like everybody else. So I was like, hi, like your skinny jeans. And she got mad and upset and angry and all them red vibes in the face. She said, these is regular pants. <laughs> but I'm quick on my feet. So I said, well, I guess you got that sexy leg meat. Polyester and nylon can never do them legs justice. Um, <laughs> transition. <laughs> uh, could y'all imagine if we lived in a world where women sexually harass dudes? Cause, yeah. <laughs> Cause like what do dudes do, right? Unsolicited comments, unsolicited pictures. Hey, like your titties, I won't see. But like, what if women, unsolicited, perform mandatory dick checks? At any moment, dick check, let me see, you gotta bust it out? Like dudes, we would live in fear. The dick and ball warming cream market would be through the roof. Jaywalking tickets be up a thousand percent. Dudes be like a Southwest commercial wanna get away. You know them t-shirts at the flea market? FBR, female body instructor. Like women start wearing baby blue t-shirts, check mark, verified. 
There'd be an app that locates the dick terrace around town. Dude's gotta check the app before it leave the house. Ooh, too many red dots, I'm staying in. But what if you lived with your girl and you seen a red dot at your house? Would you not be up till 3 a.m. having red dot conversation? It would get real. <laughs> I had another joke, but my timing is awful because <laughs> I got like 45 seconds. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, identical twins. I don't know. I seen the glasses, or the exact outfit. I said, they sisters or they twins or they something. And I was curious, but nobody asked because I'm not from here. They probably already know. <laughs> It'll be a mystery for me forever. <laughs> All right, it's my time. Uh, thank you, guys. I appreciate you. Um, yeah, thank you so much, Chris, for that dystopian dick vision. Um, yeah, believe it or not, I, I actually have a, a suite of dick jokes myself, um, but they're they're dictator jokes. Yeah, you know, I'm all like, oh yeah, my, you know, uh, yeah, a bunch of people were referencing my my high school earlier today, um, Lowell High School. Woo, go Cardinals! Oh, they're not here anymore. It's not as funny. Um, yeah, we we had a ton of refugees. People were like, well, you grew up in San Francisco. Was that super cool? Like everybody's like thinking about pot and stuff. I'm like, no, man. People are thinking more about escaping Pol Pot. Um, <laughs> man, what was my other dictator joke? Oh gosh, um, I don't know. Was it? Oh, I think it was like, are people? You know, would people like catcall girls and be like, meow? No, no, no. You want to get kids from my Chinese American high school upset? You just go, meow. Um, yeah, yeah. There. Anyway, um, yeah. Dick jokes, dictator jokes. Thanks, Chris, for coming on up. Um, so our next comedian. Um, I thought he was going to be our last comedian, but then another comedian walked in. So, um, of course, I had to, you know, really call him out. Uh, but yes, the next one is Hunter. Come on up, Hunter. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for your host, everybody. Yeah. Also, definitely give it up for Pam. Pam, I love you. And Pam, Pam, eyes up here, all right? My eyes are up here. Um, so make some noise if you're over 30. Over 30, make some noise, yeah. So are we all comfortably living inside of our plan Bs at this point? Plan Bs, any, are there any plan A motherfuckers in here? Like, I don't know, you look like you kind of have some hope in your eyes, and it sickens me, sir. I thought, you know, I had, I had totally different standards for myself now as compared to when I was younger. When I was younger, I thought I was going to be like a statesman or a diplomat or something really cool. Now, my new standards, I'm just excited if I can go to the bathroom without doing cocaine. That's where, <laughs> that's where my standards have fallen to. I used to, when I was a lot younger, I used to have a lot more money. I'm really poor now. Anybody else here poor? Yeah? Yeah, it's okay. Don't be ashamed. Yeah. I used to, yeah, I made a lot of really good investments, but then I blew it all. I lost it all when the, the bubble burst, you know, back in the 90s, the Beanie Baby bubble. Yeah, I still have a case of, a case of peanut the royal, royal blue elephants just molding in my garage. Um, 
so I've decided uh, I'm getting this resolution. You know, I'm starting early on my New Year's resolutions. I've resolved to never run away from my fears. Uh, and my biggest fear is running, so that's really convenient. <laughs> yeah. I, um, has anybody ever tried that more than once, running? Any runners in here, right? Yeah, fuck those people, right? Oh, you? You just run. You just run from people. Yeah, I understand. Um, I get it. Yeah, ch people chase you. I get it. Um, Pam, Pam chase you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I I tried it one time, you know, because I heard about the runners high, like, and I'll try to get high any way that I can, at least one time. I'll try anything once. But I actually I actually got more of what I would consider a near death experience. That's what it felt like. So I think I got a bad dose. You know, like I got a bad, a bunk dose of that runner's high. That was what I experienced. But uh, look, you've seen these people though, right? The people who, they're in their full runner's outfits. The, clearly they bought all of this stuff specifically for this running purpose. And then the most intimidating ones I've ever seen are the ones, like two guys or two ladies or a guy and a lady just running down the street full speed, having a complete conversation while running full speed. Have you seen these people? They're just like, yeah, so how was that house that you went and saw the other day? It's like, oh man, you know, it was really, really good, but you know, I think like the APR is too bad and I don't really like it. Like, you know what I'm talking about, right? And I thought that that was the most intimidating thing I'd ever seen until I went to the local pool by my house and I saw people doing that swimming. Have you ever seen that shit? You ever seen that shit? It's just like, you know, one lane, two lanes next to each other. It's like, yeah, so I went out to the street and then, yeah, we just got, saw Queen and Slim. It was a really great movie. And the other guy's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, man. That's, that joke makes me dizzy. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, my standards for myself. Um, I, I always, uh, yeah, I thought that I was going to be something important, you know, but then after college I left and I did two years of demo and salvage in Oakland and I thought, man, I would perform sexual favors for a job in HR right now. <laughs> the irony. So I work in HR right now. <laughs> I do. It's true. HR, human resources. Human Resources, could they have picked a, that's a bad brand, Human Resources. Could they have picked the worst possible name for that thing, Human Resources? It sounds like human trafficking, but without all that raw sex appeal. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's, it's bad. You know, like recruiters, have you ever talked to a recruiter? Like that's an HR person. You know, recruiting kind of is like human trafficking because a, um, it is because a qualification call, that's just the modern day equivalent of open your mouth. Let me see your teeth. And I'll leave it at that. Everybody, have a good night. Give it up for your host. All right, make it nice and loud for Hunter. Um, all right, so um, are you ready? Okay. Um, our next comedian coming to the stage. Um, yeah, he, he's got some, some uh, assistance. Um, you know, for our radio listeners, you can imagine that he's got these like well-coiffed assistants or um, that he's using crutches. I don't know. Whichever one you would prefer. Um, so, we can do it. yeah, we can do it. Okay. Yes, thank you. Thank you. All right. Hell yeah, dude. I broke my foot. That's what happened. 
Yeah, I guess I got to get up one more stair, don't I? Yeah, or, or I can just be your the assistant I'm having people All right, imagine. There we go. Thank yeah, you. we got this. Now we got it. Fuck yeah, dude. So, uh, I'm here to be like the inspirational comic of the evening. I just want to let you know that no matter what happens in life, don't let it get you down. All right. I'm here tonight on crutches. All right. But that doesn't mean that my soul is on crutches, you know? Fucking. Party on. No, I got, I did. I got in a motorcycle accident. That's what happened. It's really boring. It's exactly what you think, you know? Man, you're such a great driver. Everybody else sucks. That's exactly what happened. You know, motorcycle was maybe a little too cool for me. All my friends told me so. I didn't listen. And also, I have horrible friends. Horrible friends. I was too cool to be friends with you. That was the accident. That was the real tragedy. All right? I try to tell people it happened a different way sometimes. Like, how'd you break your foot? Ah, too many foot jobs. <laughs> you know, I uh, was jerking this guy off and his cock was too hard. Broke my foot. Horrible arch support. Uh, uh. Now I'm on a fetish website. You know, I gotta capitalize on the broken foot. Who wants, who wants somebody? Uh, you can charge a premium, man. There's not a lot of people giving foot jobs with a broken foot. All right. Anybody can paint their toenails, take some pictures. But look at this. It looks like a mummy. All right. You want to get f- f- foot fucked by a mummy? <laughs> I mean, the skin is like all wrinkly too, so I mean, you know, it's kind of authentic. All right. Just help me pay these medical bills. I was a fucking idiot. I got, I got into an accident at the end of the year, which means my deductible renews in January. It's like, it's like no, I'm paying everything out of pocket even though I have health insurance. What a fucking moron. If you're going to get into an accident, I'd suggest you plan for the beginning of the year. Do it in January, not October, November, or December. It's a bad move financially. Um, sometimes I tell people I was winemaking. It's how I broke my foot. Yeah. Went on a, went on a little uh, winemaking thing for barefoot they didn't know i was making them a batch but the tour guide wandered away and then i went willy wonka in the wine factory <laughs> toe tapping away to that's amore and uh, there were seeds in the grapes <laughs> all right i was I guess that's it. I got to I got to go. I I think he's brave for all of them. I mean, who among us, Who among us 
does not want to get foot fucked by a mummy wrinkly foot. Um, I, I'm down for that camp. So we might, are, are we having time for our wonderful hostess of the mostest to come out and do your set for us, Pam? Yes? Okay. Pam, 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 Pam. For the people at home, Pam, 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 Pam. Wait, and you're donating to your own? Oh, my gosh. I'm donating to myself. It makes no sense. It's all synchronicity, the oneness. Yes. All right. Um, yeah, it's the singularity. Woohoo! Here, here's the mic. Yay! Regina Fletcher. Yay! Yay! And then yay! There's a guy in Portland who likes to chant. So you, you brought me back to the place that I was. Oh, I no. This guy just likes to chant. It's a thing. Portland's a great place. If you guys ever want to visit for comedy, it's it's much better than here. They're nice people up there. <laughs> They're like all collaborative and shit, and they like like to hear each other. I'm sure that's just because I was from out of town, but they were they were very very kind to me for lots and lots of days. So, yay! And now I'm back here. Yay! No, it's really nice that you came out to support your friend Hunter. It was like I've never seen so many fangirls. You brought out your phones, like 13 year old girls. You're like, we gotta tape this for Instagram. This is gonna be important someday. I felt like I thought maybe you could like copy paste that and put it into some TikTok. Hung out with my 13-year-old niece. I know what TikTok is now. Yeah. Hell yeah, blew her fucking mind. I'm like, you want to see the original TikTok? I did. I showed her 1983. There was a guy on public access. He had a pumpkin face. He was wearing uh, black ones. You can look this up on YouTube. And he dances uh, like Vogue dances to the Ghostbusters song in front of a graveyard. And it is. It's TikTok from 1983. I blew their fucking minds. They were like, oh, this is so cool. What is this? I was like, this is public access. <laughs> they were like, this is a we could. They're like, this is it. This is it, Riley. This is how you're going to get famous. You're going to get famous because your weird aunt knows weird shit about 1983. <laughs> Millennials weren't even born yet. No, they, they made a, a special point. My 13-year-old niece, we were at the dinner table, and she goes, um, I just uh, wanted to let everybody know that I think you're cool. And the whole family like goes silent. And they're like, she's not nice to anyone. What are you doing? I'm like, I just don't hang out with her. I've been smoking pot outside. That's why I'm cool. She can smell it on me. No, I didn't smoke pot in front of them. I am cool though. Uh, I, I'm getting a new kitten tomorrow because my cat is not good enough. <laughs> I had... I had this cat named Spike who was the perfect cat and then he died and then I was like I'm just gonna get a new cat and then I was like you're nothing like my old cat and I was like he's his own cat he should be like this but I realized he's not fucking good enough he doesn't snuggle he doesn't do all the cat things that cats should so I'm getting another cat ha 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 cat so tomorrow I'm picking up a new cat I <laughs> I'm trying to try to teach that other cat a lesson I understand cat calling though because like I constantly talk to him I'm like baby kitty baby kitty Come here, baby kitty, come here. And he like ignores me, but then he shows me his butthole. I'm like, oh girl, you show me that butthole. You, I know what you want. And I walk up to him, I chase him down, and I pick him up without consent, and I flip him over, and I turn him into a baby, and I kiss him on the mouth. <laughs> I say, I love you, I love you, sweet baby kitty, I love you. I understand cat calling now, that's all I'm saying. I do, I get it. I'm going through menopause, so I'm horny all the time, and I sexually harass everyone. Regina's got a wreck on her. Next time you host, you shouldn't wear a bra. Uh, it's just like the people in Greece. I'm sorry, see, I'm terrible. I'm, are you not? I love it. I'm seeing a little nip, and I like it. I like it. It's great. 
No, it's good. I actually, I, I sexually harassed my mail carrier the other day. I was walking down 20th Street getting here, and um, it was a warm day, and he had his shirt open. He had a wife beater on. He was showing a little nip. And I was like, I hope that the Postal Service makes a calendar, and they put you in it. And I... And I winked at him, and he was like, oh, this is what? And I just walked out the door, like, I just sexually harassed the mailman. <laughs> but it happens to me all the time. I live in the tenderloin. And like, if I wear makeup, you know, I am asking for it. Uh, but I, this one gentleman, he saw me, and he said, girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. That's straight up compliment. That's not catcalling. That is a compliment. I think that that's what we call that. I don't know. I didn't mind. I was like, all right, good. Another guy, another guy said, um, uh, you got a nice fit on today. All right, I like it. I am fit. I'm wearing an outfit. It's a double entendre and catcalling. That's great. I'm fine with that. Uh, I, I try not to wear skirts because the one time I wore a skirt, a man said to me, can I, I like your skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? Yikes! <laughs> You're catcalling! Also, like, why do you want to smell my boyfriend's cum? That's weird. That's <laughs> like, it's kind of gross, bro. Like, dude, that's on you, all right? It's, actually, it's on me. It's literally like on me. It's gross. I'm a terrible person. No, I am. I am going through menopause, and the only good thing about menopause is that I'll never have to have another abortion. <laughs> that's actually the best the best part also my underwear have never been happier like I just have these I can wear sexy underwear again I'm like oh like, nothing's coming out of me yay <laughs> it's, it's exciting stuff uh, but yeah menopause is terrible I did lose my sense of taste and smell but the only I, it's awful it happens in menopause I guess whatever <laughs> just no one tells you whatever uh, but the only good thing about that is finally I can start eating ass like all the millennials I can't smell or taste anything like it's, it's perfect I'm excited okay uh, I went on too long thanks for listening to my jokes yay because we kind of sort of have time for him. Come on up. This is going to be a very swift transaction. If your name is Luke, <laughs> you have permission to go on stage and tell some jokes. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks for that. Just that's probably the, the warmest reception I've had. Any open mic, that was beautiful. Thank you guys. Please take a seat. Okay. Um, well, fucking uh, made it here just in the nick of time. So I guess I, I don't know. How you, how you doing? Doing well. Anybody not doing well? All right, what's going on with you, man? Ah, on a Friday night, huh? Damn. I'll tell you what, I'm going to a party after this. You're welcome to you're welcome to join me. As long as you got some cocaine. No cocaine? I don't know what to tell you, bro. Shit out of luck. Shit out of luck, man. Um uh, so I'll tell a joke. How about that? Yeah. Right. Um so uh listening to my neighbors argue. 
they just they be telling all all their business. They just yell and shit. You know what I mean? The stuff we don't I don't need to know, you know, but I can hear everything. Like my social security number is just like I don't need to know all that. Yeah, no. But I heard him arguing the other day and uh so husband and wife and they're like uh the uh the wife's name is Jean and I guess like you know uh uh Jean thought Bob is the husband and she thought Bob was cheating on him and she's like you know, oh, Bob, you know, you're cheating on me, blah, blah, blah. And Bob was like, yo, listen, let me tell you something. I love you, Gene. And Gene is like, who the fuck is Eugene? And that's just a really dumb joke. <laughs> um, so global warming's going on. That's happening. I don't know why it's surprising. Nelly been trying to tell us about global warming. Yeah, you remember the song, It's Getting Hot in Her? <laughs> it's getting hot in her, man. Nelly was trying to tell us, man. That was back when hip-hop had a message, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I don't know what happened to hip-hop. I don't know about a solution, though. So take off all your clothes. I don't think that's going to work. But we can give it a try. <laughs> That's what I do on a date. I'm like, take all your clothes for global warming. <laughs> <laughs> all right, just a joke. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think it's. I think we're done, man. I think it's a wrap for the human race. <laughs> Thought that was screwed in tighter. Apparently not. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I think I think the best evidence is that uh, we're calling this new, the new generation coming up, Generation Z. <clears throat> and that's, you know, that's the last letter of the alphabet. <laughs> you know, there are no more letters. So. <laughs> all the melting icebergs and all that shit. You gotta look at the, the alphabet. I don't know. Um, all right, that's that's it. Thank you guys very much. Yes, uh, I, I do. I'm sorry. I you know most recently hosted memorial, so when I say goodbye to people at things that I host, it's, it's a little more final. Um, but yeah, I do want to say uh, goodbye to you guys in that aloha, I'll see you again kind of way. Um, oh my gosh! And the sp speaking of Nelly's song back when hip hop had a message. Um, Let's take off all our clothes. That's actually somewhat valid. Because did you know that fast fashion clothing manufacturers are responsible for more CO2 emissions than cars these days? So hello. Um, yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, the, I know, Nelly, more prophetic than we give him credit. So um, thank you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> for uh, for coming out and telling your beautiful jokes. We're going to have the comedy showcase starting in just a few minutes, I presume. Um, people that wear watches would know that, but I am not one of those people right now. Uh, yes, my tilfing teaching days are over. Um, all right, everybody, have a wonderful night, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. I'm Michael Spiegelman. Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for...
Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. 
They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports. Vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF 